Hi, I'm Edie from Engage 2.0. You're about to hear the very first program we did called Engage, which was designed to help viewers and listeners know more about the Word of God. So I hope you enjoy. And the serious discussion, the fall and restoration of man. This is part three of that series called Why Did God Permit Sin? So stay tuned and be blessed. Welcome back to Engage. This is a five-part series on the fallen restoration of man. And if you have missed part two in this series, How Man Sin, please subscribe to our channel, hit the bell icon so that you don't miss any more of our future uploads. And now we're going into part three in this series. Why did God permit sin? But before we dive into this topic, please go and get your Bibles. Because we don't want you to take our word for it. We want you to see it as it is written in the word of God. And now, let us begin. Many have been perplexed because sin and its author, Satan, still exists. Some even charge God with the responsibility for it, since he permitted sin. God is good, merciful, and powerful. But, he is also love. Each created being was endowed with the freedom of choice. God wants people to serve Him because they choose to do so and not because they cannot do otherwise. Question number one. Why didn't God kill the devil when He first sinned and prevent sin from entering our world? 1 John 4 verse 8 reads, He that loveth not knoweth not God for God is love did you get that God is love the government of God is based on love if God had destroyed Satan immediately heavenly beings would have served him through fail free moral agents were given time to judge the nature of Satan's rebellion Let's read Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14. It says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he, Christ, also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him, Satan, that had the power of death, that is, the devil. And also in 1 John 3, 8, it reads, he that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, Jesus Christ, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Christ's life and death exposed Satan's true nature and the results of sin. Thus, in the proper time, God will be able to destroy Satan and sin with the consent of universe question 2 will the devil be destroyed let's look at Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14 again and it says for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood he also himself 
likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. Since Christ has not yet returned, the time must not come for Satan's destruction. God is permitting Satan to run his course. Furthermore, the destruction of the devil will not take place until everyone has had the opportunity to choose to accept Christ and live forever. Satan's destruction will take place before the earth is recreated after the second coming of Jesus Christ. Question number three. Can we be successful in the battle against the devil? If so, how? Let us then look at our next text of scripture found in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 and 11. It states, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Read Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 through 18 where the apostle talks of the necessity of putting on the entire armor of God. It is made up of seven parts and is the assurance of victory. It consists of truth, righteousness, the gospel of peace, faith, salvation, the Bible, and prayer. Question number four. How can we overcome the devil's temptations? James chapter four and verse seven says, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You can live right even though the devil is constantly around to tempt you. But how? You can be victorious by surrendering your will to Christ. Take courage. Christ was tempted in all points, yet he never sinned. There is victory over the devil by following the instruction found in Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 22. It reads, Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. In conclusion, God's original purpose will one day be fulfilled. There will be a sinless world. God's hand has been placed upon the nations as the Bible says. This is the purpose that is purposed upon the whole earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out upon all the nations. For the Lord of hosts hath purposed, and who shall disannul it? And his hand is stretched out, and who shall turn it back? Isaiah 14, 26 and 27. As the conflict between Christ and Satan continues, God's purpose and plan for man is being developed. John chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him 
should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son, Jesus, into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Put your will on God's side for victory over sin. For it states in 1 John 4, 4, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Be assured, my friends, we can have victory over sin and the devil, but we need Jesus Christ and the whole armor of God in this battle. This is Emetheus. Join us again for part four in this series, God's plan for the restoration of man, part one of two. And until then, Maranatha.